Hey, everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Widener Show, powered by SoundWeb Studios. Visit online at soundwebstudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. SoundWeb Studios is the answer. SoundWeb Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at soundwebstudios.com. Mention the Mike Widener Show. Get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give an official shout-out to our official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia Molson-Zia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you love Missing by Mia Molson-Zia, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. It takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson Z has garnered great reviews and Eve Love and George by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Cassie, Forge Riley, and many others. So grab your copy today for Ghost Missing by Mia Molson Z, available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com on over 40 podcast platforms heard in 100 countries, including HamiltonRadio.net, Oldies FM, and uh, Diamonds Radio, more including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also, Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Audible, Apple Music, and more. Take the Mike Widener Show with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Widener Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Widener Show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok today for great gift ideas. Go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. T-shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, hoodies, baseball gear, and more. Makes great gifts 24-7. Go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash Mia Molson Zia. For great books, I'm missing once some wrinkles. Also T-shirts, pop sockets, hoodies, phone cases, and more. Amazon.com slash Mia Molson Zia. Check it out today. I'll support the Mike Widener Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, themikewidenershow.com. Make sure you give generously today. We're here with a terrific lady who is a former hiring manager and author of an upcoming book, CEO of Job Coach Amy, and 25 years experience as executive and hiring manager to help professionals at all levels in their um, respective fields and find and keep and what makes them happy. We'll talk about that, especially in today's job market. Also, she also focuses on career coaching for uh, millennials and Generation Zs, and also um, globally in a wide variety of um, industries like finance, counseling, media, health, and uh, just about everything you name that she can help you with that. Her book is called uh, College to Career and Explained, which is tools, tips, and confidence for your job search. It's from um, Epigraph Books and uh, live, ladies and gentlemen, from the Plus Studios in beautiful downtown Boston, the author of the amazing book, Cause the Career, Explained, ladies and gentlemen, the multi-talented Amy Find reads Amy, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Mike. Thanks so much. I'm thrilled to be here. What's well, great to have well, well, it's great to have you on board, too, Amy. So you're a former hiring manager and author of the upcoming book, How's to Career Explained, also CEO of Job Coach Amy. You've uh, been doing this for 25 years. You also help focus on career coaching for millennials and uh, Generation Z or Gen Z and globally in a wide variety of industries. And um, you, you also talk about in the book, uh, College to Career Field, um, you know, employer retention, true cost of employees, today's job market and more. And before getting to all that, Amy, tell us how you first got started. Uh, I sure will, and it'll uh, tie together some of those uh, very broad-ranging and varying subjects that you talked about, so it makes a little more sense. Um, I, I'll, I'll kind of start in the middle, which I encourage people strongly not to do, um, but it'll make a little more sense. So um, uh, I started out of college with a terrible, terrible experience trying to find a job. Mm. I had gone to a good college, I had a good GPA, I had done everything that I thought I was supposed to do, 
And I completely failed at trying to get an interview at the job that I wanted, which was, uh, it, this was the 80s and everybody was walking to Wall Street. The best and the brightest were supposed to go there. And my friends were all getting jobs there. And I thought, how hard could it be? So I made my best effort and I failed miserably. So I got a job out of the New York Times classifieds, which kids ask your parents what those are. And um, <laughs> we wound, I wound up working as an admin for a year and I taught myself how to get one of those jobs. I learned everything I could about what my friends were doing, uh, what they actually you know, were rewarded for, what the key performance indicators were, what kind of knowledge they had to bring with them. And I got my first and I got a job on my first interview. Turned out I really liked it and I was good at it. And uh, what was the difference between the year before? And the answer was that there were a lot of things nobody ever told me. So um, 30 years later, I had spent, I had a great career. I was a banker. I got my MBA at Dartmouth. I became a global management consultant. I started and sold a small company. I became a corporate executive, a nonprofit executive. I did a lot of really great and fun things, that I, all of which I loved. And the whole time, anytime anyone came into the office and said, oh, I have a nephew graduating or a neighbor trying to get into this business, I would always raise my hand and say, I'll help them. I love doing that. It's so hard. And um, it was a weird hobby, but it was a hobby. Uh, mm. I also, at some point in my life, needed to find a job and make a transition as a, a mid-career level executive because I suddenly found myself as a single mother with a two-year-old, and I'd always had very travel-intensive jobs, and suddenly I could no longer afford to take uh, have a travel-intensive job, and I could no long and I couldn't afford a pay cut. So I made that transition too, and in both of those instances, I couldn't find any resources to help me. So fast forward again, and um, in 2012, my second husband said to me, what is it you really, really want to do? And I didn't even have to think twice. This was what I really, really wanted to do. So I put my weird hobby and turned it into a career. So I put together a methodology, started a started job coach, Amy. And um, since then, I've, I've been working with people actually at all levels, as well as companies trying to help them um, find careers and or um, stay happy at the ones that they have and working with companies to try to make very simple but high impact changes to the way that they um, work with their employees to um, do performance reviews, retain their employees, uh, do management, which I think has become a forgotten practice in today's age. And um, a lot of things that I learned in as being a a consultant in across a very wide variety of industries. And I'm, I'm really, really happy with it. My first book is College to Career, which was my first love. And it's very practical. Uh, there's a lot of very basic tips that I thought would be very common sense. But in reality, it's the foundation of a methodology I use with executives all the way up to the C-suite and have been successful with. Hmm. That sounds really interesting, too. And I thought about the book. It's like the, when it came to mind when you wrote that book and also having all these careers, what color is your parachute? It seemed to make me think about that. So I don't know what, what, what your take on that is. What color is your parachute? It made me think of that when you talked about it. Yeah. So what color is your parachute is a fantastic book. 
Um, it is written by psychologists, which I am not. My book is very tactical. It tells you what to do to, first of all, it starts out saying that, look, don't feel like you have no experience because if you are a fairly successful human being by the time you get to college or get to age 18 or get to age 20, you have saleable skills. So if you get along well with people and build relationships, that's something people want because you can develop sales skills. If you are really well organized, if you're detail oriented, if you perform well under pressure, which guess what? If you waitress for summers during college or high school, those are three skills that you get. Whether or not it's in a job description, the, oh, I'm so sorry. Those are, um, whether or not it's in a job description, those are three skills that every manager wants in every role. That's something that's common across all jobs. And you just know how to put that into a saleable resume, make those skills visible, get you into past ocular readers and have people say, wow, these are skills that are transferable. It gives kids confidence. It puts it out front for a hiring manager. And that's what we want. That's what we want to see is that you have the confidence, you have the understanding, you know what goes on in a business. I actually start out with how to find out what jobs there are, because I think that's one of the biggest problems is that most people don't like talking about work when they're not doing it. There's a lot of kind of lingo to explain. There's a lot of very detailed um, uh, explanations about how what you do contributes to the company you work for and how that contributes to making a product or service, especially if it's business to business, it's complex. Somebody comes up to you who's 18 or 22 and it's like, uh, how do I do this? And you're like, oh my gosh, where do I start? It's kind of like I tell people, Imagine you had never traveled by plane before and someone came up to you and uh, someone and you went up to someone and they said and said, how do I travel by plane? I mean, if that was you, Mike, where where would you start? I mean, even purchasing a ticket, there's books, books written about it. Right. So mm -hmm. what, getting a job for your first time is similar. What my book does is kind of start where how does your parachute, um, what colors your parachute ends? It lays out end to end very specifically what's identifying what skills you have that are saleable, how those would translate into certain jobs, how you can interview people to figure out what kind of jobs they have in a way that won't make them shut down, being able to move forward and construct the tools that you need, resume, cover letter, elevator pitch, um, and then sets out a structure. So um, being able to um, apply to jobs online, but also augmenting that with networking and what I call professional development, which is kind of learning what you need to learn the lingo of the market you've picked, et cetera. So it really, um, it doesn't just say, here's how you find someone to network. I actually do go through us how to structure a networking interview. So when I say confidence, it's about really drilling down into the details, whereas what colors your parachute has a much more psychological slant as to how to find what it is that you want. What I do is present to um, readers how they can prepare themselves to show value to companies. And that's how I think, um, especially for Gen Y and Gen Z to stand out from competition, what they really need to do. Mm -hmm. And do you think the job market uh, today is is a lot easier to uh, to navigate than it was like, say, 30 years ago? Or you think it's gotten more competitive? I don't. Well, first of all, all of the same things that I went through, uh, I don't know if you always went through, if you always knew you were a journalist, you might not have gone through it, but all the things that I went through are still there. Uh, you know, if you're a history major, if you're an English major, um, if you're not an, a coder or an accountant, there's a lot of room in between those two to figure out exactly what it is that you would like to do and you just don't know. In terms of uh, the sheer number, once you get focused, there are more jobs. 
Um, there is competition for entry-level jobs in a lot of industries for sure. However, um, companies are also realizing as a result of the great resignation and in general, that a bad hire is costly. Not mm. only the cost of um, having a team, if somebody turns over, there are hard costs. So you're hiring a recruiter, um, you're having loss of productivity, you are um, you know, frustrating people, you're putting more um, onto other members of the team who are picking up the slack. There's also a lot of soft costs. There's a lot of, you know, all the frustration associated with it, all the morale associated with it. I think that's one of the main reasons why the great resignation is happening is that a lot of company people started to leave and were not replaced and their responsibilities just got pushed onto existing employees who just kind of get fed up. At any rate, the hiring standards are still very high. So yes, there is a lot more out there, and which is fantastic. There's a lot more to apply to, but companies are not lowering their standards at all and saying, hey, come on in. They're still looking for people who understand what the job is, have the skills to do it, and want the job, because those are the biggest keys to um, employees who are going to uh, stay and be retained. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and of course, you know, the true cost, we'll cover a bit as well, too, and uh, hiring the right way and more as well, too. We'll cover more of that with uh, Amy Fine-Reeves in the book, uh, How to Career Explained. But first, listen to the Mike Widener Show at the MikeWidenerShow.com, powered by SoundWeb Studios. Visit online at SonicWebStudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs at below the competition rate. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. It's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at SonicWebStudios.com. Mention the Mike Wagner Show. Get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give official shout-out to our official sponsor of The Mike Wagner Show, international warring author Mia Molson-Zia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Molson-Zia, available on Amazon, paperback, and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. It takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson-Zia has garnered great reviews and Eve Levin and George by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Cassie, Forge Riley, and Manales. So grab your copy today of Feral Goes Missing by Mia Molson-Zia, available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com on over 40 podcast platforms, also on hamiltonradio.net, Diamonds FM, Oldies Radio, and a few networks coming soon. Take us with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Widener Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Widener Show on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter today for great gift ideas. Go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash Mia Molson for great books um, and merchandise and more. I'll support the Mike Widener Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, themikewidenershow.com. Make sure to give generously today. We're here with the author of the book, uh, College to Career Explained, Tools, Tips, and Confidence for Your Job Search by Epigraph uh, Books. Amy Fine Reeves here on the Mike Wagner Show. And um, before it gets more of your book, in over 25 years, you've been a hiring manager and um, also, you know, you hire people and all that. What's been the most uh, interesting stories that you've heard about uh, when it comes to hiring and maybe some more funny ones and maybe um, something you can learn from like, you know, oh my God, it's like, you know, why, why was this person in? So maybe some interesting stories you can talk about as well too. It's like what to do and what not to do or um, Oh gosh. Um that is a good question. Um, funny is hard. Um, I can tell you, uh, it, 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 let me tell you a little bit about um, something I say in the book, which is 
one of the really important things that I, I try to get across this whenever I can is that one of the most important things you can do in a job search is um, to show that you want the job. And a lot of this happens, especially to, to women, is uh, people are afraid to show enthusiasm in a job interview. So mm. they will, you know, really talk about their skills or they'll be able to answer questions and they'll come in and have a set of questions they want to ask, which, by the way, is critical. You never want to have somebody say, do you have any more questions? And the answer, no, you always have, have more questions than you have time to ask. Um, but just say no. And, um, you know, are you um, interested in the role? Yes, here's why. And then you kind of get the sense that maybe they're interested, maybe they're not. And a couple days later, a thank you email or thank you note arrives and says, oh, I loved the, uh, I'd love to work with you. Everyone was so nice. Your work was so interesting. It's too late. Here's what's happened in between that time. I would invite my team in and five or six people maybe would have started interviewing. Then a second interview would be four people. Then, you know, two people in this, in this final round. And I'd say to everybody, what do you think of the candidates? And they would say, well, they're kind of the same, but this one wants it more. And the job always goes to the person who wants it more. And I would encourage everybody to be as enthusiastic as they possibly can to say that they want the job in an interview, because um, that is really the key to us knowing that you are going to work hard at doing well at it and that you're going to want to stay. So that's one thing. I hate to tell funny stories out of school because I really um, I don't want anyone to think that. People are laughing at them when they don't do well in an interview because um, I don't want it to, to ruin every, anybody's confidence. And that really is not the case. Everybody understands that it's really difficult to be in an interview. And um, in fact, one of the things I like to tell clients is, especially when they get discouraged about not hearing from an application or many, many applications, is that if the CEO of every company you've applied to and the head of HR of every company you've applied to could personally reach out and thank you for applying, they would. That is their job. A part of their job is to attract high quality candidates. But the hiring processes are so imperfect. You know, there's um, usually very understaffed HR people. They're doing way too many things in way too little time. There's usually a very huge volume of applicants. Um, they're done by people. People are imperfect. Um, one of the examples I give in the book is, you know, something might somebody might pull out, oh, you went to Colgate. Uh, there's somebody on the third floor that went to Colgate. I'm going to pass it to them. And then, you know, they send the resume and the, re and the person's like, oh, that's interesting, but they're too busy to do anything about it. And your resume is out of the loop. And that is, you know, nothing to do with you at all. Nothing to do with, nothing with your skill, nothing with your talent. I mean, that's an extreme example, but one of the things that I work with, I hear a lot of our kids getting so discouraged about not getting an answer. It has nothing to do with them. It's really about the volume. It's really about um, the fact that hiring processes and resume review processes are imperfect. Mm -hmm. And there's also something, a buzzword as well, too, is the keywords when it comes to, um, you know, resumes here about these days, like Indeed, Career Builder, and you also have, um, what was it, uh, Jobs for Hire, and I'm trying to think there's another one, let's see, I'm trying to think of some of the um, more popular, Monster, yes, that's it, and um, what are some of the keywords uh, that should be used and should not be used, and um, when it comes to resume or getting noticed, keywords uh, have been very important these days. 
Absolutely. And the reason for that, Mike, is that most companies employ what's called an ocular reader for their resumes. And um, that means their key to, which is a, you know, a computer and AI screen. And what they review for are keywords from the job description. So it's keywords relative to what specifically is in the job description. So if you, a job description has three parts. There's usually an overview of the company. Then there's an overview of the role. Then there's an overview of the skills. So I usually tell people what they want to do. I, I'm a big fan of templated res, templated cover letters and resumes, about 85% templated, because then you can send out as many as you can, and it's a numbers game. Um, you also want to work other things, but it's definitely it's the easiest um, way to apply is to get out as many as you can. It's not necessarily the most product, the most um, uh, the best way to get a job, but you got to do it and you got to get out a lot. So um, what I usually tell kids is to put, or tell anybody is that um, their first paragraph needs to be somewhat customized to say why they want to work for, why they want this specific job, why they will be good at it. Then the body, which I usually bullet point with the strongest aspects of their resume is in the middle. And then the last paragraph, which is again, somewhat templated is why they wanna work for this specific company. And those are keywords from, uh, from the job description about what the specific role requires that go into the last paragraph and keywords from the company description that go into the top paragraph. And they basically give you the keywords. So if someone says um, they want somebody who has done UX design in consumer goods, you would better put on your resume that you had UX design in consumer goods. Now that's very specific. I should give you an example of excellent time management skills, you know, strong verbal and written communication. If those are in the job description, you wanna make sure those are in your cover letter or in your resume. So you can do a little tweaking and the ocular reader will pick up on that and move you along to the next round. Mm -hmm. And which, which, uh... Which resume uh, form is usually uh, the best one, like the chronological, the functional, and the uh, the both? Uh, which which uh, type of resume do you recommend in these situations? You know, um, I, I don't think there's one perfect resume format. I use one um, that is, uh, there's a couple, there's a couple of key things, um, and these are all in the book. Um, you need to focus not on what you've done, but what you've accomplished. You need to make it very easy to read. The latest um, study from Indeed said that an average recruiter looks at your resume for 7.4 seconds. So you need to uh, basically not, it has to be one page. There's no question about that until you're at least 10 years out or more. So you, what you need to do on that one page is tell your story as quickly as you possibly can. So if you have a, a story where you are, um, you're showing where you went to college, you're showing what your summer jobs are, you're showing maybe what skills, what skills, computer skills you learned or what language skills you have. Someone's gonna look at that in their seven point seconds and say, I don't get it. I don't understand why they're applying to a marketing role, you know, an entry level digital um, uh, agents role at a digital marketing agency. You need to somehow tie that together to say, maybe it's a sentence at the top. People, some people love them, some people hate them. I say, you know, it, use it if it helps, if it's not clear, you know, um, new grad with um, uh, excellent written and verbal communication skills, 
um, some social media experience seeking a role in entry level digital media agency. So the, the trick is to tell your story very quickly and use whatever tools you can to make that happen. I like a lot of white space, a lot of very consent, concise, cogent stories of what you accomplished presentation of your skills, easy to read, and some kind of summary that ties it all together if it's not obvious. Mm -hmm. And, and what's a, what's, what advice can you give like for a career changer? Career transitions, um, those are, so I would say one of the most important things is that you can't run away from something. You need to run towards something. You really need to figure out what it is that you want up front because when you're, if you're, if I'm interviewing you to come from a career change and it, it's, it's totally um, an open field. Like let's say you're, you're selling financial pro products and you want to sell real estate. If you can sell prior, if you can sell uh, retirement products, you can absolutely sell real estate. What I want to know is you're just not bored with financial products. I want to know you love real estate. What I want to also know is that you are, um, you've been researching it, you love it, give me examples. Tell me what you've been doing about real estate. Tell me why it's a passion for you. I also want to hear you say the lingo. I want to know that you um, understand how, you know, various um, types of real estate in, uh, impact various types of buyers. You know, what kind of features various buyers are looking for. What makes um, someone pay more for something? What makes someone pay less for something? You know, there's every industry has its own acronyms has its own kind of in buzzwords. Every industry um, has like a learning curve you can pick up publicly. So I wanna hear you talk like you're already a real estate agent. I don't wanna hear any acronyms from the financial services industry or from your old life. I wanna prove again, the job always goes to the person who wants it the most. I wanna prove that you are committed to this, that you are not running away from something that you maybe did poorly, did poorly at or you hate your boss and it's a whim. And I want to know that you, you know, have done all your research and your homework mm -hmm. um, uh, for personally, rather than uh, the hiring manager side, I work with people a lot who just come to me with what I call the Sunday scaries. And that means they're just, you know, they have a, a weird feeling at night that they just on Sunday nights that they just are not that psyched to go to their job, but they don't know what it means in terms of where they should be or where they want to be. And we go mm -hmm. through an analysis about, you know, what do they really want quantitatively, qualitatively, and just look at the whole picture, um, you know, our, their commute, people they work with. Do they want their boss's job? You know, do they want to work in an area that has a great coffee place you can walk to? Do they not care about that? Do, will they be in the suburbs? How much, you know, hybrid remote versus in the office they want to be? Just look at, or would they be willing to um, travel one week a year or will they not give up going to, you know, one week a month or would they not give up going to any lacrosse games? Uh, really look at the whole picture and think about what an ideal lifestyle financial um, return would be and just you know think about what that means and then start thinking about what that would translate into and also what kind of work they like to do i sort of forgot that part but that's pretty <laughs> quantitatively qualitatively 
elements of what interests them, what they do and don't like about their jobs, what they will and will not like. Sometimes it's not a career transition. Sometimes it's a job transition. Sometimes it's putting up with, you know, it's not what they, um, uh, they're not that unhappy where they are. It's the best option for them. They just need to maybe get more involved in other things in their life and not make work their first priority. Mm. So it's really interesting work to do. Um, but what I provide is a framework to help think through from the Sunday scaries to having a plan. Mm -hmm. And that's really rewarding work. Mm -hmm. now, now that the person is hired, like say, you know, like say you, um, you you get the job in real estate, congratulations, now you're hired. Now for the, for the big challenge for the company or a manager, how, how do you keep those employees and how do you keep them engaged? It's like, you got the employee, they got the job. Now, how do you keep them? You know, keep them satisfied. You keep them happy. You keep them motivated. How yeah. do they keep them happy and engaged? Well, one of the, I'll, I'll jump from my example to the results of um, the, some of the studies that have been coming out in from the great resignation. And collectively, a couple of things are going on. Um, one of them is that people feel undervalued. They don't feel like they're being recognized for the work that they do and rewarded for what they do. And even though money comes up, it's really not money. Most of the most of the studies that are coming out are that it's really not money. It's that they're being, you know, being told, "Good job," being told, you know, "You've qualified for some professional development because you've done such a great job on this." Um, some of it is um, feeling connected and validated to the organization. I believe that. Um, it, or anecdotally, that as companies have gotten way more focused on way more things and uh, the pace of uh, corporate life, management life, executive life has sped up so much with so much more on their plate, management has become a skill that's been almost forgotten. I know it's not very well rewarded at all. Um, I do believe that they're returning to the basics um, is how you keep your employees happy. So that real estate manager, um, I would recommend doing a couple of things. The first is to really, really explain what it is that the person needs to do in great detail. Some companies don't even have, you know, a full job, written job description. They've even let that go. Most companies in general are kind of bumping along. It's nobody's fault. Sometimes those things get left by the wayside. It's up to a manager to explain to a new employee what it is they absolutely are expected to do to explain what they as a manager expect, expect performance-wise, what their expectations are. It's also their job as a third thing to listen and listen to probably repeat back to the manager what they understand their accountabilities to be and the performance expectations to be. And if there's any you know, gray areas or the person stumbles at all, really go deep into that and make sure that that's crystal clear and written down somewhere if possible. And then the fourth thing would be to listen. Just really listen to that person and listen to, you know, why did you pick this? How do you think it's, you're gonna do? What do you need from me? Um, and then the fifth thing would be um, establish communications. You know, and one of the reasons is that um, uh, management practices have fallen off is purely time um, and also kind of a fear of employees to get performance reviews. You know, usually performance review means, oh, my God, I'm going to be told what I did wrong. And that needs to be kind of switched over to thinking about Tom Brady 
pardon my Boston reference. <laughs> um, he, I mean, that's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> he's coached, you know, probably 15, 18 times a day on what he's doing wrong. And he's the goat, right? So you want to improve, you got to be coached, which means you got to get time with your management, which means you got to be explained. It's got to be explained to you what you can be doing better um, on a regular basis, not before it's too late. And I think one of the traps of corporate America may do one of my books maybe on this is what I call management by least resistance, which is an employee comes in, um, they get asked to produce a deliverable, the deliverable goes to their boss, their boss finds a couple of mistakes, they say, oh, it's going to be easier to just complete this, do this myself. Um, that continues to happen. The employee has no idea. They're not meeting expectations. The, the boss is getting frustrated because they keep correcting mistakes and the employee thinks they're doing great. And six months go by and they get a performance review and the, the manager says, you're not doing great here. And the employee is like, what? Are you kidding me? And they've never even had a chance. So um, that's uh, being unrecognized, being undervalued and being disconnected. Um, so I think communication is at the root of a lot of that. I think a lot of executives and a lot of managers aren't great also at just explaining what's going on in the company, giving some top-down communication about why certain decisions aren't being made. That's um, pretty classic. I mean, obviously you can't tell everybody in the company what decisions are being made with what data and executive level, but there are a lot, I think executives and management can do a lot better. Mm -hmm. and, and it sounds like it too. And then there's also one more thing in the book, uh, college to career, explain tools, tips, and confidence uh, in, to job search. Um, also, the one thing that has been overlooked and getting popular back once again is the recruiting events and also college university uh, partnership as well too. Recruiting fairs are pretty much coming back again after the pandemic. They are. They are. Although I will say um, they focus more on really real the stars so you know it's expensive for a company to recruit on on campus or even virtually so they're really gonna um my client i have kind of a couple levels of college to career clients um the clients who are really kind of stars and they want to get into the really elite firms and then the people who like me were political science majors or history majors or um english or french literature majors and they're kind of like how does this, if I don't want to go to law school, how does this translate into what I'm going to, what I want to do? Um, the people who are science majors or engineering majors or math stars or economic stars or, um, or, or accounting stars, they get recruited by very, um, into very high paying jobs by the firms that specifically do that healthcare consulting. Um, McKinsey, management, global, um, global management consulting firms like McKinsey, Deloitte does a lot of on-campus recruiting. These are huge firms that take large amounts of kids out of college every year and put them into programs that have existed forever. There have been 10 classes behind them. There'll be 10 classes in front of them. They run like well-oiled machines. Those are great jobs to get, but you got to be a star to get into one of those programs. So my book is kind of, is helps those kids, but it also is kind of a book for the rest of the rest of us who don't really quite know um, how to make that transition specifically or don't have the background that those companies are looking for. And where can we find your book again? 
Uh, anywhere. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. It's on Google. It's on Apple Books. Um, and it's been picked up by some independent bookstores as well. So that's really amazing. And for those in the job market, it's a great book to get by Amy Fine Reeves, uh, How's the Career Explained Tools, Tips and Confidence for Your Job Search. And what's coming up for uh, Amy, we'll find out in just one minute. You listen to the Mike Widener Show at the MikeWidenerShow.com, powered by SoundWeb Studios. Visit online at SoundWebStudios.com for all your needs. Also brought to you by our official sponsor, The Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia Molson Zia Missing, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. We'll be back with author Amy Fine Reeves of College to Career Explained after this timeout. We're back with author Amy Fine Reeves of College to Career Explained here on The Mike Widener Show. And you just covered everything in a nutshell about, um, you know, job placement, coaching, and uh, how to find a job and, you know, taking what colors your parachute to the next level. It's a great thing. And um, what else can you expect me in 2022 and beyond, Amy? Well, my, I'm uh, losing a daughter to the Midwest this year, Mike. Um, your stomping ground, she's going to be starting at Northwestern in the journalism school. And uh, I'm that's going to be my empty nest. So I'm going to take my show on the road. I'm going to be hoping to do uh, much more in uh, readings in independent bookstores across the nation, as well as showing up at colleges and uh, also um, delivering my message to um, as many as much as I can to working with um, first generation college students. I work with a uh, organization here in Boston called the United Tipness Foundation, which helps support first uh, first generation college students, which has an alarming who have an alarmingly low rate of actually graduating from college. Wow. So I'm working with them to develop, um, provide my career skills and build a foundation um, for them to take what I have to offer and build it into their programs in terms of career and internship development. So that's a great deal of fun to really um, uh, bring my message to that community to, to the extent that it can value. And I'm, I'm really, really happy to break out of the um, simply private coaching mode and deliver my message in a book that's affordable and can be widespread. And um, I really, I'm very proud of the book. I really believe um, I'm very proud of the difference I've made in the lives of people who I've been able to work with. And I'm really hoping to make an impact on the lives of more people. And certainly looking forward to as well on the road, Amy. And who do you consider biggest influence in your career? Gosh, um, you know, I would have to say my husband, Doug Reeves, um, is an educator. He's a researcher and a uh, writer in the education field. He's uh, K-12 education field. He's written over 40 books. So, which is part of why I was like, well, I can write one, right? <laughs> um, uh, he works um, a, a lot in low uh, income school districts around the country and does a lot to improve school performance. And he, um, like I was when I was a consultant, um, uh, is very practical, very much on the ground. What can we do today to improve student performance and uses very simple tools that have very high impact. And um, he's made a he's made a wider impact than I ever can. But um, and I'm very proud of him. And uh, uh, he, I help people kind of one at a time. He helps them a school district at a time. Um, and the work he does is fantastic. His company is called the um, Center for um, Creative Leadership. And uh, the work he does with his people is, are, is really fantastic. And he's working a lot in Newark, New Jersey, um, which is a school district um, which has had low performance um, and a school district that both my grandfather and um, father and aunts and uncles uh, went to. So I'm really proud of the work he's doing there. 
I am so happy for your husband. I'll tell you that education is so important. That's so amazing. Very inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what's and what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point? Um, I would say, um, you know, a, a, most people approach a job search thinking that the the best thing they can do is present them their skills and experience um, in a way that is um, uh, uh, cogent and compatible to what the, the job is that they're applying for. I would say that's not the best way to do that. I would say what they need to do is present their skills and experience in a way that cogently expresses how they can provide value to the company. I think most people, especially Gen Y and Gen Z, um, are trained to take it halfway. And what can really set you apart at all levels, I, I think most senior levels really know this because they're not being brought into um, take take um, uh, tasks and accountabilities and do them. They're bringing in to drive change or to really take take an organization to the next level. Um, what you really need to do is present yourself as yes, I'm very detail oriented. I can handle pressure. I can. I'm very well organized. I have great marketing skills. I've moved the needle. But um, here's how I can add value for you, the company I'm applying for you. Here's how I see you know, what your market is. Here's how I see what your customers are. Here's how I can, in this role, make a difference for you. Here's how I can make my, man your, my manager's job easier based on how I come in and use the skills that I have. And that's what you can really do in this market to set yourself apart when there's hundreds of the, the same resumes applying for a role. That is very good advice. And if you're out in the job market, please pay attention to this here. We're with um, author Amy Fine-Reeves of College of Career Explained Tools, Tips, and uh, Confidence for Your Job Search by Epigraph Books on the Mike Widener Show. Amy, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely fantastic. Learned a lot from you. Looking forward to having you again soon. Make sure you keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love to have you back. Once again, tell us about your upcoming projects. What's your website? How do people contact you? Where can people purchase or check out your book? Yep. Um, I'm jobcoachamy.com. I'm going to have some online webinars shortly, and um, there are additional products on my site. There are some free resources, and um, my book is available on all major books as both um, down as both a paperback and in download. And um, I'm going to be doing a few more things on the net, and then hitting the road, and that'll all be on jobcoachamy.com. I'm on Twitter at, at jobcoachamyf. I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Instagram, and I'm on Facebook. We will certainly check that out. Once again, Amy, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely amazing. Looking forward to having you soon. Make sure you keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love having you back. We wish all past. And you definitely have a great future ahead. Thank you so much, Mike. I really appreciated being here.